Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with News and Views from the Nefarium for Thursday, June 20th, 2019. Uh, I want to thank everybody uh, right up front for all the wonderful articles this week. It's been very difficult to keep up. Thank you, all of you who've been sending articles. And uh, a quick update on the schedule. Uh, Catherine Austin Fitz and I just finished recording the second uh, quarterly wrap-up report for Solari.com. This is a very important one. Uh, in fact, I will be doing a members dialogue interview uh, with uh, Secretary Fitz <laughs> probably sometime in the next couple of weeks. Um, some very important stuff. She just published some uh, really important information, so we'll be talking about that. And uh, I want to remind everybody that tomorrow afternoon, U.S. Central Time at 2 p.m., we have a, a member's vid chat. So get your questions in, everybody, because I'll be here early, as I usually am, for the pre-chat, uh, just to kind of talk informally. And um, then next week, I'm having a get-together. So please, everybody uh, planning to attend the get-together, please let me know what the plans are. Um but anyway, today, we, this this news and views may go a little long, and it may be a little disorganized because I'm trying to collect my thoughts about it. Earlier today, I was out doing some errands, and I heard on the radio about a an alleged attack by Iran on an American drone in international waters. Apparently, President Trump has... Uh, briefed uh, congressional leaders at the White House, uh, made some press statements today that we'll be getting back into. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff in the background of this story that are bothering me and giving me pause and uh, some grist for the mill for speculation. So I've linked a lot of stories or will be linking a lot of stories in the feed on the website that I'm going to be talking about. The first story that I think is important possibly in the background here is a lot of you sent me videos of uh, Chancellor and Merkel at a state visit in Berlin of the new Ukrainian president. And the two of them are standing on the podium doing the review of the military honor guard uh, which apparently is some sort of German tradition. You get some big military honor guard if you're a visiting head of state. And as the military band is playing the German national anthem, the camera is showing Chancellor and Merkel, and she's literally shaking. Like uh, the shaking resembles to me either somebody with uh, some sort of spongiform encephalopathy disease or Parkinson's or something, but she's really shaking. It's very reminiscent. Some people have already made the comparison uh, to Hillary Clinton and some of the you know episodes that she apparently displayed during the 2016 presidential election campaign. So there's this video of Angela Merkel shaking, and I will put it in the uh, in the links when I post this news and views on YouTube because it's kind of important to watch, and I think it may form something of the background to this next story, because after this event occurred, she gave a press conference in Berlin, and at that point, prior to this, she had made apparently 
very little comment about the incident in the Persian Gulf. But after that episode with the sheikhs, and I'm obviously suggesting the episode may have something to do with what she said at the press conference. I don't know. I'm suggesting it might be a context. And I'm linking an article titled, Merkel Sees Strong Evidence Iran Attacked Gulf Oil Tankers. Now, I'm one of these skeptics here. I haven't seen a lot of evidence yet myself that suggests that Iran uh, attacked these tankers. And I've already blogged about this. I'll get back to why I'm skeptical thus far. But the article states, quote, German Chancellor Angela Merkel said there is, quote, strong evidence, unquote, supporting a U.S. accusation that Iran was behind last week's attacks on oil tankers in the Gulf of Oman. Quote, we, of course, take these explanations very seriously, and there is strong evidence, unquote, Merkel said, at a news conference Tuesday after talks with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky in Berlin. Quote, but that does not prevent me from saying that we must do everything to solve the conflict with Iran in a peaceful way, unquote, Merkel said, adding that there will be consequences if Iran does not stick to its commitments under the nuclear deal and that Germany is in the closest contact with the United States, unquote. So in other words, it looks to me, and I'm speculating obviously, but it looks to me that maybe pressure was put on the leader of Germany to make some sort of statement of solidarity with the narrative coming out of the United States that uh, that Iran attacked these tankers. Now, one of the tankers, as far as I know, the story has been somewhat shifting here. Uh, initially, the story reported that the one of the tankers was a Norwegian tanker, and other stories are reporting that one of the tankers was... Uh, a tanker owned by a company in the Netherlands. But the other tanker was Japanese. And this is where, and I've already blogged about this, but I want to review what I said in this blog. The other tanker was Japanese, and the owner, the company owning that uh, tanker, the Japanese company, the CEO of that company has already given a press conference in Japan stating that the idea that this was an attack by a mine is nonsense because the crew of the ship apparently states or saw something flying into the ship and striking the ship from some distance. And he goes on to say that mines, of course, usually uh, hit ships under the waterline, not above it. Um, So the owner of the Japanese firm, or, or the CEO of the Japanese firm that owns the tanker, is questioning the narrative. Now, I, myself, am extremely skeptical that Iran would attack a Japanese tanker while the Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe is on a state visit to Iran. This to me, if you know, I said it in my blog, the, the Persians are smart people. And even though, you know, I have no love lost for the regime in Tehran, but they're not incredibly stupid. And to me, it would be an incredibly stupid thing to do to attack a ship of the country whose head of government is paying a visit to your country uh, and do it while he's doing so. Uh, This makes no sense to me because inevitably the Japanese, Japanese intelligence is going to find out about that. (laughs) They're not going to be too pleased. 
So to me, this whole narrative is suspicious, and I'm much more suspicious of of possible involvement of Saudi Arabia, Israel, the United Kingdom, uh, the United States, and so on in this. Now, just as I got back uh, from hearing about this as I was running my errands, I get back and there's a story on the radio. I mean, this story is developing so fast, I'm barely able to do the news and views on it and keep up with it. But there was another story on the radio that India has now announced that it will be sending warships of the Indian Navy into the Persian Gulf. And I want to read a bit here from this uh, article that appeared on RT. Uh, the article is titled, India Deploys Warships to Persian Gulf Amid Rising Tensions Between the U.S. and Iran. Quote, The Indian Navy is deploying multiple vessels to the Persian Gulf and to the Gulf of Oman to provide security for Indian-flagged ships traversing the area. The decision follows multiple attacks on merchant ships there. Designating the move Operation Sankalp, or Resolution, an Indian Navy spokesman announced on two, Thursday that two warships would be deployed for maritime security in the troubled waters between Iran, Oman, and Saudi Arabia. The vessels will be backed up by air cover and surveillance assets. Ships Chennai and Sunayana, uh, pardon me, Sunayana have been deployed in the Gulf of Oman and the Persian Gulf to undertake maritime security operations. In addition, aerial surveillance by Indian aircraft is also being undertaken in the area. The already strained situation in the Persian Gulf intensified dramatically after two oil tankers were attacked in the Gulf of Oman last week. While no concrete evidence providing who was responsible has been released, U.S. authorities have blamed Iran for the incident. And this is my whole problem. There's no release of evidence yet. The escalating standoff eventually led to Iran downing a U.S. surveillance drone, and that, of course, was earlier, proving that they are not messing around. And giving, given the still highly volatile situation, one of the vessels New Delhi has sent for security detail is the INS Chennai, a stealth-guided missile destroyer, regarded as one of the most powerful warships in India's fleet. So there we have it. Angela Merkel has an attack of the sheikhs, comes out, gives a press conference, and says, oh, yeah, there's evidence we've seen it, and, uh, you know, we're all for a peaceful resolution to this. Um, the Japanese company that owns one of the tankers is saying, no, it wasn't any such thing. We saw this thing flying into the ship. Uh, so Japan is uh, not going along with the narrative, and now India is sending warships into the Persian Gulf. So right now, as things stand, I want to speculate about what may be going on. There's no doubt in my mind, first of all, that this is a false flag, that this was not something that Iran did. But even if President Trump is correct. He announced today that uh, this appears to have been an attack that did not come with authorization from Tehran itself. In other words, it was somebody, some field commander reacting to the situation in shooting down the drone. But in any case, he's promised some sort of response. But look what we have. We have the German leader suddenly getting on board with the narrative that Iran attacked 
the tankers. We have the Japanese company that owns the tankers backing off the narrative. And we have Indian warships being moved into the Persian Gulf. Now, the higher oil prices that will inevitably result, perhaps, from all of this will only benefit Russia unless the United States somehow deliberately manages to suppress the, the uh, price of oil by increasing supply. But in any case, it looks to me like what may be going on here, and I realize this is, this is a wild speculation, given the nature of that regime, given the nature of, of the... Uh, apparent track record of the Western powers in creating false flags uh, with little to no evidence to, to create the conditions for some sort of military action. I think that basically everybody is agreed. In other words, all of the major powers, China, Russia, India, United States, Great Britain, Germany, and so on, that all the major powers are agreed and this is the way it looks to me now. This may change. As I say, this is speculation. But it looks to me like what is being done with the German Chancellor's statement, the Indian Navy going into the Persian Gulf, is what they're doing is they're creating a picture of a united front against that regime. And I suspect, without any evidence right now. I haven't had much time to look into all of this, but I suspect that behind the scenes there may be tacit agreement, uh, at least with Russia, possibly with China, that this regime has to go one way or another. For China, this would benefit their Silk Road project if there was a stable regime in Iran that they could support. That means it's not a regime change operation that is going to be entirely to the West's liking. Uh, Russia, I think, probably benefits in the long run from a regime change in Iran. Saudi Arabia and Israel are obviously going to benefit because they have been pressing for some sort of action in Iran. Now, do I think that this means that we're going to be looking at some sort of military action? As of now, I don't think so. What I think it means is that everybody is agreed to put maximum pressure on that regime so that there will be an internal regime change. Now, this is the way it looks to me right now. And the reason I'm thinking this, again, is this sudden appearance of what looks to be a kind of united front. United States, India, so on and so forth, Germany, uh, the United Kingdom, presenting this united front. The only major power that really has challenged the narrative is Japan, oddly enough. So... This, this is going to be a very, very interesting thing because the only thing that um, the, the, the local oil producer that benefits the most out of this is Russia. If prices spike and Japan and China have to start buying their oil from Russia via that secure route that is not interdictable, this only benefits... Uh, the Russians. So uh, this is the reason I'm suspecting that Russia here may be an odd, 
an odd player out, uh, publicly supporting Iran, but behind the scenes maybe perhaps cutting a few deals. So in other words, my reading of the situation right now is they're creating a picture of a unified front. Uh, and I would be skeptical, at least initially, given this, this kind of scenario I've sketched out. I'd be skeptical of statements to the contrary coming out of Moscow and Beijing unless they're followed up by some sort of action. If we suddenly see Chinese and Russian warships in the Persian Gulf in an attempt to back the regime in Tehran, then that means, yeah, they're going to stick with, they're, they're going to stick with Tehran. Uh, it's the presence of India in this mix and Merkel's switch and statements uh, that make me think that this is something huge going on. And Iran is in the center of it, but they're not in control of it. Don't make any mistake about that. Tehran is not orchestrating this. Uh, I think they are in, uh, let's be blunt, they're in deep dog doo-doo here. And uh, I suspect that they're trying to maximize pressure to create internal opposition to that regime, um, which we've seen before. You know, we saw it under the Obama administration, the attempt to unseat the regime. The United States did not follow through there. This may be another attempt. We'll see. Uh, there's a lot going on here, and this situation is probably going to change rather quickly. My speculation and scenario might be evaporating even as I speak. So it's going to be a very rapidly developing scenario. Time will tell. But something interesting to watch here, folks. Now, I want to remind everybody again that tomorrow we do have the uh, vid chat at 2 p.m. U.S. Central Time. As always, I'm going to be in here early. I already have a few questions, everybody. So if you're planning to attend the vid chat, please try and get your questions in. Uh, I'm planning to try and be in the uh, chat room between 11 and noon Central Time uh, tomorrow for you know our usual informal conversation. So anyway, that's it for today's news and views. Lots going on, folks. Uh, keep your eye focused on this one. This is this is a bad situation. Anyway, we'll see you on the flip side. Bye bye and God bless.